Okay, guys. As has been mentioned, I think maybe 10 times already this morning, there is a boat in the baptistry. It is very exciting. Um, And we're going to discover why the boat is in the baptistry shortly. We're going to use that a lot this morning. Um, But also, we thought it was a great opportunity to open the baptistry up. Some of you, particularly if you've joined this church in the last couple of years, might not even have known that the baptistry was here. So this is a great opportunity, not just for us to open up and to have a bit of fun, but also for us to remind you that this is here. And we would love to have the opportunity uh, at some point, maybe in the near future, to have it open, not to put a boat in, uh, but for some baptisms. But let's get on to why it is here and open this morning. And I'm going to ask Lydia to come up and introduce the story that we are going to be looking at today. Lydia, over to you. Today we're going to be looking at Jesus calming the storm. I'm reading from Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. But I need, I'm going to do some actions this morning to get everyone involved. So when I say wind, I want everyone to go. When I say waves, I need people to go. And then boat, some rowing, please. Thank you very much. That that day at evening, Jesus said to his followers, come with me across the lake. So they left the crowd behind and went with Jesus in the boat that he was already in. There were also other boats there with him. A very bad wind (laughs) came up on the lake. The waves were coming over the side and into the boat. And it was almost full of water. Jesus was inside the boat sleeping with his head on a pillow. The followers went and woke him. They said, Teacher, don't you care about us? We're going to drown. Jesus stood up and gave a command to the wind and the water. He said, Quiet, be still. Then the wind stopped and the lake became calm. He said to his followers, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were very afraid and asked each other, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. (laughs) We're going to hand over to Nathan to do a bit of sailing in the boat. (laughs) Okay, so we have... Emily, who's going to be a lovely assistant and help me with some of the sailing, because we're going to need to do some teaching for you to actually understand the metaphors. So, start off with sail setting. This is a sail, and this is the main sheet that moves the sail around when you pull it. So, say the wind is coming from over here, you're sailing this way. You want the sail all the way out here so you can catch as much wind as possible, don't you? But say if the wind is coming from, I don't know, here, you're sailing across the wind. Now that's quite hard. So you want the sail... Can you pull that rope? 
that, that side. Okay. So you want it pulled in a bit more. Like that. So have you got a metaphor for that one? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> oh, it's like we prepared this earlier. Now, when Nathan and Lydia first explained sail settings to me when I had my first mini sailing lesson at Casa Berry a couple of weeks ago, it seemed to me that what it really came down to was knowing where the wind is blowing. And if you knew what way the wind was going, you could move your sail accordingly. Is that okay? We tipping a bit? It's fine. We're all good. Yeah. It's fine in the boat, guys. We're all good. Um, and knowing what way the wind is blowing is not just useful for sailing. I think it's useful to us as well as part of God's family every day. Did you know that the Holy Spirit appears in the Bible plenty of times as the wind? The rushing wind at Pentecost, the wind that breathed life into Ezekiel's army of bones, the wind that parted the Red Sea, even God's breath of life into Adam and Eve. Jesus even says in John 3 that when we are born of the Spirit, we should be like one directed by the wind. The wind often is a picture of the will of God. So spiritual sail setting isn't so much about knowing where the wind is blowing as where the Holy Spirit is headed. The disciples in our story were probably fine at actual sail setting. Some of them have been fishermen their whole lives, so they should really have known what they were doing. But their spiritual sail setting is maybe not so great. So, how do we fix that? Um, if we were doing our proper sail setting, we could check maybe which way the wind was going by looking at Google or by using a weather vane, or by use, looking at nature for signs, which way the trees are moving, the waves are moving, the clouds are moving. But what about checking where God is going? Can it even be done? The Bible tells us God's ways are far beyond ours and that he is beyond understanding. But it also tells us uh, that when we call on God, he tells us those deep and unknowable things. Hi, B. Um, Jesus also explains in John 15 that God calls us friends. We aren't servants who don't know their master's business. God is willing to share his plans with us. It is possible for us to know where the wind is blowing. And we're given two main ways uh, for that to happen. It's the Bible and prayer. Just like you get to know what your friends like and don't like and do and don't do by spending time with them and listening to them, that's how it is with God. The more time we spend reading our Bible and learning about who he is and what he's done, the more we learn about how God does things and how he doesn't. The more we know where the wind is likely to blow. The more time we spend in prayer, the closer we come to God and the better we get at hearing him when he answers us, when he tells us where he is headed. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be shaped by this world. Instead, be changed within with a new way of thinking. Then you'll be able to decide what God wants for you, and you'll be able to know what is good and pleasing to God, and what is perfect. The more time we spend with God, the more we learn to think like him, and the more we're able to discern where it is he, are, he is headed. This is, I think, where the disciples went a little wrong. They read the signs of the wind, but they didn't check in with what God was doing. If they had, they would have clocked that Jesus was sleeping peacefully. There was nothing to worry about. While the wind was wild, God was calm, and they should have been too. God, after all, is the one who created the wind and the waves. So if you feel like the wind is ever getting a bit rough and scary, pick up your Bible, 
pray, look to Jesus, to God, to the Spirit, and check which way they are headed. Nathan, I think it's time for sailing lesson 2.0. Yeah. So you may have noticed this little wooden thing sticking up in the middle. That is the top of the centerboard. So if you could pull that up, it might be a bit stiff. Yeah, if, you, if you need some help, then just say. There we go. Yeah, maybe not. Um, so that is the centerboard. So when you're sailing across the wind, like I said earlier, the wind's blowing onto the side of your boat. So you need something to stop you from drifting completely sideways. Otherwise, you're going to be completely off course. So the centerboard sticks down a couple of feet into the water to give you some resistance against the wind to stop you from drifting sideways. So as Nathan said, the centerboard stops the boat drifting when the wind is coming across the side of the boat. gives you a firm foundation. I think the centerboard is a bit like our faith. Sometimes it feels like the wind of life is working for us. Things are going really well. We don't need anything to show us the way to go. But when life feels like we're getting blown away from God, it's blustery and stormy. We know that we can put the centerboard of faith down to give us sailing on the right course, no matter what it is that tries to make us feel like we're getting blown away from God. Okay, and the last thing we're going to do is the mast. So this holds the sail up, which is that bit. You right? <laughs> it's quite rocky. But the top bit, sometimes if you're sailing at night, you can put like a, a light on the top. And that was what we thought we'd do a metaphor on. It is a boat, but it's pretty exciting. Yeah, so that is the mast. That's the last little bit that we are going to think about on our boat this morning. Even before my sailing lesson with Nathan and Lydia, I kind of knew that the mast was the tallest part of the boat. Just make sure B doesn't get in. Okay. <laughs> um, but, so the mast is the bit that stands out and is the most obvious from a distance, I think, on a boat. But when... My friends told me that sometimes people put little lights on the top, little blinkers when they're sailing at night time. I thought, aha, I know exactly the extended metaphor to use here. The mast, guys, is our witness, what other people see of our lives, the most obvious part with this little blinking light on the top. And as followers of Jesus, our witness is super important. The Bible says, just like Jesus is a light to our feet, we are called to be a light for the world. We are meant to show the goodness of God and lead people away from death and towards the full life found in him. For that to happen, for us to lead people in the right direction, our witness has to be good. Our blinky light on the top of our mast needs to be the sort that people want to follow. And the Bible has some helpful hints about how we can make sure we're doing just that. 
Just like a good tree is known by having good fruit, uh, so should we be, except instead of being covered in peaches or cherries or apples. Uh, God says that our our light should be shining brightly. We should be showing a good light by showing fruit of the Spirit. I wonder, does anyone know what any of those are? Anyone know any of the fruits of the Spirit? Love. Love. Good job. Joy. Joy. Peace. Peace. Yeah, patience. We've got four, guys. It's a good start. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oh, it sounds like you've got all of them. <laughs> That's good. Nice work, guys. Good enthusiasm this morning. So, yes, uh, we need to be showing all those good fruit, living a good, attractive life so that people will follow the little blinky light on the top of our mask, following our witness in the right direction. And again, I'm going to double back to our disciples in the boat. Uh, Bless them. They were good guys doing their best, but maybe their witness that night on the boat was not perfect. I'm not sure there was a lot of joy or peace or patience or even self-control on display in that story. Um, But we need to make sure that we are always showing those things, which can be tough in a storm. But luckily... We've already thought about how we can help ourselves to continue showing peace and joy and love in the midst of a storm. We can make sure that our sail is set right, that we are listening to where God is leading. We can make sure that if things get blustery, we've got our centerboard of faith in place. And then finally, we need to make sure that our witness is good, that we can lead people in the right direction. And that is our very extended boat metaphor for you this morning. (laughs) Now, guys who are here in the service, uh, you'll have noticed that as is kind of customary for when I'm leading a service, you have been given something on your chair. It's a little piece of paper. Um, For those of you who might be watching at home, just a normal A4 piece of paper is exactly right for this. Good job, Emily. You did an absolutely amazing job in the boat. Really well done. And what we're going to do is we're going to make a little reminder. We're going to make our own boats. I know, it's pretty exciting. If you are a very small person, you might need a slightly bigger person to help you out with this. Folding can be hard. If you've all got your piece of paper, we will do step number one. Zach, have you got your paper? Oh, no. Here you go. So... Thing number one, we're going to fold our piece of paper in half, sort of long, along the, like that. (laughs) And then we're going to fold it in half again. Okay, so it's like a quarter of the size it was to start with. Mm -hmm. Paul, that looks good. Yeah. So we've got, now what we're going to do is we're just going to open the first, like the second fold back up. So now you've got it like a little book with a nice fold in the middle. Now you just find the folded end, so the end where it's held together, and that's going to go to the top. So I've got my folded side at the top. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to fold this corner into the middle to that nice, neat folded line that's showing me where to go. And the same with my other corner. That's going into the middle as well. We're doing okay, guys? Yeah, it looks good. So we've got sort of a bit of a triangle at this point. Very nice, Annie. Perfect. Okay, next we're going to take, at the bottom, you see you've got sort of two, two flaps. The first one you can put and pull up in front there. 
And we're going to turn it around and do the same at the back. At this point, what you've got is a rather fetching tiny paper hat. So we go. <laughs> it does match my outfit. I've gone for a red. Thanks, thanks, Hall, for noticing. Um, what we're going to do, the next few bits are where it starts to get a little bit tricky, but I believe in you guys. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to open it up like we're making a little paper hat and then flatten it like this. Okay, so we've got like a little diamond. Uh, your little corners, sort of just tuck them one under each other. Yeah, look at that, Bee. looks good. It's brilliant. Then what you're going to do, we're nearly there, we're nearly there, guys. So you're going to take one of our sort of nice folded ends and fold it up towards the top and do the same on the other side. So we've got a little nice, neat, tiny... Oh, wait, let me go back a bit. So it's like, you've got it like that. So, oh, I'm looking at Ben. I'm sort of just at Ben now. So you've got that, but then if you pull it out, then it makes it... There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Beautiful. And then we fold the two bots, fold the two corners up. Has anyone managed it? Origami is hard, guys. Yeah, look at this. Very nice. Oh, that looks good. That looks good. Okay. Now this bit is the hard bit. I didn't practice it this morning because I thought I knew how to do it. Bear with. <laughs> It is, it is, it's fine, it's fine. So this is, this is kind of tough. What you're going to do is kind of open it out, and what we do is just sort of pull it apart. So you pull it, and then what you're going to have to do is sort of tuck those sides in, and it's a boat. This bit's magic, and I don't know how to explain it well from the front. So you, we'll go back to this, we'll go back to this. We're going to do this, guys. I've, flew too close to the sun with the origami but we're doing great <laughs> so you got it like this and you're pulling those and then sort of pulling out I'm very sorry that bit is difficult, has anyone managed it? has anyone got a lovely bit? oh I can see a couple of beautiful boats if that last bit has been a problem I, if you want to come to me at the end of the service or to John, I've been told that John Hancock's is a pro boat maker and Toby Anyone who's successfully made a boat, I'm sure will help you uh, finish yours off at the end. Um, so these will hopefully be a little reminder for you of the things we thought about uh, this morning, about checking, about our sail setting, making sure we're heading the way the Holy Spirit is, about our centreboard, making sure we've got faith, uh, keeping us on course if things get tough, and about making sure that we are a good witness to others. And they do, John is getting ahead of the game here, they do float so if, at the end of the service, you would like to, to have a little sail of your boat in the baptistry, we will very cautiously and carefully, particularly so we don't fall in, give our boat, you're welcome to come and give your boat a little sail at the end. Thank you so much for bearing with us through all our boat-related fun and games. I'm going to hand you back now to our amazing band.